Today I'm going to talk about resources. Where can we learn about the Stoic philosophy? This topic was suggested by a commenter on immoderatestoic.com, and I agree that it's necessary. All the more as I meet individuals who have come across this podcast with little or no exposure to Stoicism itself. My initial thought was that good fortune would be a supplement to people's Stoic journey, focusing more specifically on daily practice than many other resources actually do. However, it's become clear that good fortune also stands alone for many people, and I would love for each of you to at least have the option to check out the things that I've learned from, which have helped me develop this podcast and the ideas behind it. So here in episode 9, I'm going to cover Stoic texts, ancient and modern, as well as some online resources. I won't come close to covering the whole of the literature, but I will focus on the most practical, direct, or concise guides to the philosophy that I know of. This particular episode is extemporaneous. I haven't really written much down. I'm just going to stare at some of the books I have and talk about them. I'm going to cover in our first section the ancient works, in the second modern books to look through, and in the third online resources that I know of. All right, let's get started. Have you noticed that I almost exclusively quote Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius? You might think that's because they're my favorite Stoics. That isn't really the case. I quote the Meditations, the Discourses, and the Enchiridion because it's easy. Emperor Aurelius's writings are short and therefore easy to flip through, and Epictetus's discourses have useful topical titles. This leads to the overrepresentation of both of these guys as I chase my self-imposed deadlines. That said, there are many other Stoic titles out there, and here's my suggestions on which ones you should read. Begin with the Enchiridion. Epictetus's Handbook. The Enchiridion is the cliff notes of Stoic teaching. In 53 mostly short chapters, a scaffold of Stoic philosophy is laid out through the words of the teacher Epictetus. It's useful, memorable, and more often than not, challenging. Just remember as you read it that Epictetus is a teacher addressing students. There isn't much subtlety to be found in the handbook, and some thoughts are intentionally provocative, They're meant to shock young minds out of complacency. By the way, as I mentioned these ancient texts, uh, more often than not, you can find free copies uh, translated online. Although I do already have in the resources section, uh, which I think I'll probably update to coincide with this episode, links to physical copies or professional ebook copies of uh, many of these ancient texts. Next, read the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Here you have access to the personal journal of a practicing Stoic. Although Aurelius was an emperor, of all the Stoics, he could be considered the most our peer. Marcus is just living life. He isn't sitting in lecture halls, he's not debating for the sake of debate, and he's not writing for posterity. He's simply attempting to square his beliefs with his actions. Uh, In my opinion, the meditations breathe life into the Anchiridion. They show the spirit of a Stoic, what should come from the ideas set forth in the philosophy. This is also a book that is easy to return to again and again. I usually have it on my nightstand, and I bring a copy with me whenever I travel. 
For instance, Marcus was a very helpful companion while I was running shelters in New York City during Hurricane Sandy. After reading those two, I would suggest reading Book 7 of the historian Diogenes Laertius. That would be Book 7 of The Lives and Opinions of Eminent Philosophers. The writer wasn't a Stoic, but it's through this book that we know the structure of Stoic philosophy. Pay special attention to the section on Stoic ethics. Book 7 enriches our understanding of other Stoic writings. In fact, if you return to the Enchiridion and the Meditations after reading it, you'll most likely have a variety of, oh, that's what they were talking about, moments. After all of this, you can jump around through a variety of texts. I suggest Epictetus' Discourses, uh, books 1 through 4, the works of Masonius Rufus, and pretty much anything by Seneca, and also Cicero's On Duties. There are many other ancient Stoic texts to look through, but in my opinion, the ones I just mentioned most quickly reward the person reading for practical purposes. I began with the ancient texts, but frankly, I don't recommend you actually begin there. Ancient Stoic writings are not laid out in a manner conducive to proper understanding of the philosophy. Most of the worst misuses of Stoic teaching that I come across can be traced directly to misreadings of these works. I feel it's infinitely better to take advantage of modern reconstructions of the philosophy so that you can approach the ancient discussions with the knowledge that the audience of the time was assumed to already have. If there was any one book that I would hand a person interested in Stoicism, it would be my favorite Stoic primer, Stoicism and the Art of Happiness by Donald Robertson. Donald does a wonderful job unveiling Stoic ethics, the three disciplines, a variety of philosophical exercises, and much more. I know that many people would recommend William Irvine's Guide to the Good Life for beginning Stoics, and that was the first Stoic-focused text that I read so many years ago, but I do believe that Stoicism and the Art of Happiness is more rewarding for those who are thinking of practicing the Stoic discipline. I also highly recommend Hélène Bouzaret's Stoic Spiritual Exercises. It's a short essay that expounds on many of the ways ancient Stoics seem to have practiced their discipline in order to become better Stoics. After that, uh, I'm a fan of Stoicism Today selected writings. The writings contained within not only speak about Stoic theory or how to adapt Stoicism for the modern day, but they also include life stories of modern Stoics, parenting and teaching advice, other Stoic advice, um, how Stoicism and psychotherapy go together. It's just a great view of what's going on in this world today concerning Stoicism, and I think uh, lends itself to expanding the the viewpoint of those of us who are trying to practice Stoicism uh, so often on our own. Now, I suppose this could be slightly self-serving in that one of uh, my articles for Stoicism Today's blog did make it into this book. My advice was on parenting. Actually, I think at least a section of it I I read to you as an extrasode, so uh, no big surprises there. And um, I'm not making any money off of it if you happen to purchase the book. It's uh, actually a good thing to mention is that that Uh, The money for the book actually goes towards supporting the Stoic Week events that are coming up this November. So um, it's a good way to actually uh, spend a few dollars and help out the worldwide Stoic cause, whatever that might be. 
So other than that, I did mention Guide to the Good Life by William Irvine, and saying that I like Donald Robertson's book more is not saying that I think there's no value to Guide to the Good Life. Definitely uh, check that book out if you have a chance. It is an interesting read, and I remember it being an enjoyable one, so perhaps it will speak to you in a particular way. And then I do want to mention Pierre Hedo's uh, Inner Citadel, the Inner Citadel, I should say, a um, a book about the meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Now, on one hand, this book moves into the area that the rest of my library fits, which is a more academic view of Stoicism that isn't what I'm trying to put forth today. However, the Inner Citadel is an extremely important book to me. I think it encapsulates the way that we should look at Stoicism. Uh, it has a lot of heart. It uh, it takes the ideas within seriously, and then Haddo, um, through his scholarship, really does illuminate a lot about the heart of Stoicism and what we should expect to find changing in us if we are actually embodying the Stoic ideal. So uh, definitely give that book a try. Actually, uh, some of our... Uh, future episodes, I think, will be coming directly, pretty directly out of the Inner Citadel. So you could read it, and it'd almost be like uh, having a little book club together. And this leaves us with online resources. The first thing I'd like to point out is the FAQ for uh, Reddit Stoicism, the Frequently Asked Questions. If you keep up at all with uh, internet news, you know that Reddit is problematic at best. However, the Stoicism site is pretty great. It's a great place to go if you want to um, share about Stoicism, uh, ask questions about Stoicism, or read up on what other people are thinking. Uh, That said, the part that I am recommending is the frequently asked questions. If you go to Reddit Stoicism, check down the columns on the right hand of your screen. You'll eventually find a link to that, and it is very well written and a great way to get a sense of what Stoicism is, both ancient and modern, and I suggest checking it out. Second, I have already mentioned Stoicism today, and I recommend their blog, It is, I believe, still edited by Patrick Usher, who has done a wonderful job of soliciting interesting Stoic works for the blog and uh, curating the sort of pieces that go up. If you uh, check Stoicism Today out, you will always find an article that's worth reading, and um, you learn a bit more about Stoicism, both as a philosophy and as it is practiced today. You can also check out philosophyofcbt.com, which is the author Donald Robertson's uh, Stoicism site, titled uh, Stoicism and the Art of Happiness, now after his book, but it's philosophyofcbt.com if you're looking for it. Donald has written a lot of great uh, articles over, over time concerning Stoicism, and I just suggest jumping around through that site and looking up some of the uh, resources he's created it is uh, it is worth your time. I'd also suggest the website How to Be a Stoic, ran by Massimo Pigalucci, who is recently a Stoic, but has been long time a philosopher, and his take on Stoicism, particularly from a non-theistic perspective, is interesting. It's, it's worth 
looking through and uh, seeing what he's been coming up with and what he's been running into. There are many other blogs out there about Stoicism at this point. I haven't done as good a job as I'd like to recently of reviewing everybody's stuff. So uh, I'm going to stick with just those websites which I can recommend wholeheartedly at the moment. Um, but definitely look out there. There are many there are many people doing similar things that I'm doing with moderatestoic.com, uh, whether it's creating podcasts or video casts or just writing about their daily experiences and understanding of life. Speaking of podcasts, I do want to recommend Painted Porch, uh, found at paintedporch.org. As I've said before, I'm one of the co-hosts. And, you know, I hope I like to think that all the stuff that we talk about is useful. But in particular, um, I'm very uh, happy with the interviews that are part of Painted Porch. Uh, There are many, many interesting thinkers that we've had a chance to talk to. And uh, I think it's definitely worth a listen. You'll get everything from Christian pastors who are also Stoics to atheist Stoics, uh, comic Stoics. There's just a whole community out there, and I think Painted Porch has done a good job of showing that. So please give it a listen. Other than that, do remember that Good Fortune is a project that is part of immoderatestoic.com, and although I have not been writing as I should for the Immoderate Stoic blog at the moment, uh, what I do have is a rather extensive archive of articles about Stoicism that can be accessed through the site. Uh, I have created categories that can be clicked through if you're looking for certain things, and there's always a search for the actual site so you can drop in a few keywords and see what I've said about it. So there are my recommendations. Uh, Ancient, modern, and modernly digital. (laughs) There are many, many resources out there for individuals concerning Stoicism. My own library is much more extensive than what I just talked about, and that works for me. I enjoy Uh, going down the strange paths that one can find in a philosophy. But my encouragement is that after building a scaffold of basic Stoic knowledge on which to hang the other things we read, that we all would work most on fleshing out that scaffold, building a strong building of practical philosophical belief so that we can change both ourselves and the world around us. I was recently reading Seneca's letters from a Stoic, and letter two keeps sticking in my head when I talk about resources, where he says, quote, The primary indication to my thinking of a well-ordered mind is a person's ability to remain in one place and linger in his own company. Be careful, however, lest this reading of many authors and books of every sort may tend to make you discursive and unsteady. You must linger among a limited number of master thinkers and digest their works if you would derive ideas which shall win firm hold in your mind. Everywhere means nowhere. When a person spends all his time in foreign travel, he ends by having many acquaintances but no friends. End quote. Thank you for listening to episode 9 of Good Fortune. Episodes come out on the first and third Thursday of the month, if nothing prevents it. As always, visit immoderatestoic.com for this podcast and my writings. There's a comment section on every post if you have something to share. You can subscribe to Good Fortune on my website or through iTunes. 
and now also through Stitcher if you're on Android. And for both iTunes and Stitcher, I would greatly appreciate reviews. I'm at GoodFortuneCast on Twitter, and you can hear me on the Stoic Podcast Painted Porch at PaintedPorch.org. The music is by Triad off of their album Public Domain. And finally, always remember, misfortune born nobly is good fortune, and therefore I wish you all good fortune. Until next time.